0: Good morning. It is Monday, October 10th, 2022, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Since we last talked, OPEC Plus countries cut output by a reported 2 million barrels per day. The Ingram Barge Company declared force majeure due to low water levels on the Mississippi River. President Biden warned of a nuclear Armageddon. The September jobs data was strong enough that traders anticipate a rate hike. The baseball postseason got underway and ended for some teams. My Cyclones can't put the gum ball in the end zone. And Election Day 2022 is just 29 days away. Jim Wiesmeyer, pro-former policy analyst. Happy Columbus Day, Jim. I'm not, not. Surprised to see you at work, even though today is a federal holiday,
1: our indigenous day. We have to, we have Penn to be State. Woke, a little woke there. Uh, <laughs> I was so depressed over the weekend when the Cardinals lost uh, two straight that I went out and bought a series eight iWatch, uh, I watch uh, watch, I, yeah. Apple iWatch. Uh, so I'm happy again.
0: Well, okay, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the old saying is that you can't buy happiness, but evidently, oh, for can. Jim Wiesmeyer, that's <laughs> that's not true.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's a myth.
0: <laughs> Welcome to you all. you all. Glad that you are with us. I'm Talk host, Chip Flory. And uh, uh, good morning, Melody. Melody already gave us a shout out there in the comments tab if you want to be part of the conversation or have any questions for Jim or me go ahead and put them into the comments tab and we will try to answer them. And if we can't answer them today, uh, I'll make sure that Jim stays on it and finds you an answer by this time next week.
1: Yeah. And Chip, before I forget, I'll be, yeah. this evening, I'll join a number of people at a nice restaurant. My favorite one, actually, one of my favorites, you know, Trattoria Alberto up on the Hill uh, to meet and greet Texas A&M honor students. And we do this twice a year. David Wasserman will be there, Jeff Harrison. And I always look forward to see the young People coming into the ag sector. Yeah,
0: that's that's outstanding. Um, I, I I would like to get a report on the conversation. Well, it, 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 we don't it, have it, to get it, into the details, out. but It'll... just the topics that they want to discuss absolutely it will be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim. Let's start with one of the the with some of the things that happened last week and the the move by OPEC Plus to. Cut oil output, 2 million barrels per day. Uh, This has really painted President Biden and his energy policy into a corner, hasn't it?
1: Very much. And it's got uh, more than a few Democrats worried that uh, the uh, energy prices, although down today a little bit, that's profit-taking because he, we had a rather sharp increase in both the uh, U.S. and uh, you know Brent crude oil last week, Chip. And uh, I, I think most of the analysts I've talked with within the oil industry say you're heading at or near $100, and that means continued higher gas prices in the United States, and you know you see that every day, those big signs on price per gallon, and that will have political implications.
0: Basically, what OPEC Plus is doing here is they are taking off of the market what the administration put onto the market by pulling stocks out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, Correct. Absolutely,
1: and yeah. and and it's who a, could have
0: saw that coming, Jim?
1: Yeah, I know. And it's a geopolitical pushback on Biden. You know, earlier this year, you know, he went over with fist in hand, yeah, and uh, you, you know, encouraged them to increase production, and they've done the opposite. So uh, the fra- uh, frazzled relations between our country and Saudi Arabia is getting worse, not better.
0: Yeah, so let's stay on this for just a bit because aren't some uh, aren't some members of the Senate considering a piece of legislation that would basically say no? What
1: what is it? Nopec? Nopec? No uh, it's been it's been bandied about before, but you know you have to go to the WTO. Give me a break. That'll be several years well, in the making. So, it, it, but but they are reviewing where everything's on the table, uh, including. Export controls again, price control, basically price controls. And Wall Street Journal this morning has an excellent article uh, basically concluding price controls don't work. And history shows that. But uh, they have some short term gains, but long term, you'll have lower, lower prices than you would have otherwise, at least in the US when you're trying to control price. I mean, higher prices.
0: Yep. Yeah. I was going to save this for a little bit later in the conversation, but as long as we're there talking about what the Biden administration is considering, which is everything is on the table, National Economic Council Director Brian D. suggested that one of Biden's options could include banning exports of American
1: oil. Yeah. It just that, you, you talk about a slap in the face to EU. I don't yeah. think that they're, well, they shouldn't do it, but if they do do it, we have more geopolitical problems. They're just not an easy solution, short-term solution here because of the uh, inability of our energy policy not to have encouraged uh, U.S. oil production. Uh, and you're seeing it in the uh, output, Chip. Uh, we should be well above in the million barrels per day had we continued the energy policies under the prior yeah. administration. That's, that's obvious to me.
0: Well, and I think you can argue that if we would have continued to produce. and Now, there would have been some ebbs and flows in production based on demand caused by the shutdown. Yes. I, I, I understand that. All but
1: markets. Markets.
0: Exactly. But if we would have continued to grow the industry as it was growing, we would probably be in the 15 million barrel per day range, something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think I, this may be saying too much. Check me on it. I don't think we'd be looking at uh, Putin's invasion of Ukraine because he wouldn't
1: have any leverage. Uh, It, uh, I think you make a point that, and for other reasons, the Afghanistan right. pullout, yep. coupled with the energy policy, coupled with the early days of the threats. Remember when Russia was threatening? Yep. Uh, some of the things that Biden and 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 uh, his administration officials said gave uh, Putin the clear uh, uh, confidence to invade. And actually, uh, many people in the Biden administration thought it would be over in in a week. Right,
0: right. Okay, also on the list of things that the Biden administration is considering, even though we just said, and I I mean, this has got to be understood, that the reason that OPEC plus cut is because the administration was releasing oil from the SPR, They're considering additional releases from the SPR to counter this move. (laughs) <laughs> does, does the ball not keep rolling if that happens?
1: Well, there's there's murkiness on that uh, because it's been said they're looking at 10 more million barrels in the month of November. We don't know again. I want to clarify. I've sought a clarification and others have well, whether that's part of the original. Remember the 180 million barrels or not. They uh, they initially said at the White House that it was going to end at the end of october but now they're saying they're gonna piecemeal this into november but i'll tell you something the energy people tell me uh you know chip is that when you go further into that reserve it's oil that's harder and harder to process yeah to, to, to refine so it's Absolutely. not going to be as easy as those first around 200 you know million barrels are so. right
0: right right um they're also considering a tax holiday. I don't even want to really get into that too much. because that was
1: defeated the last time.
0: Exactly. Uh, it, the, the Fed chairman and the Fed governors are jawboning down economic activity by talking about how much pain there's going to be. Well, they're, the administration is trying to jawbone down gas prices by blaming those retailers out there and saying, doggone it, you're buying gas cheaper than what you're selling it for.
1: <laughs> well uh, you can just go i'm working on my new uh speech powerpoint and there's one line i have is uh price gouging charges by the administration colon pick your industry you know yeah. we've seen them price gouge uh about the meat industry about the fertilizer industry about the seed companies and of course the uh, oil
0: yeah yeah Uh And, of course, then this last one, the highest gas prices in the country are in California. Uh, And a big part of that is because of the taxes, the state taxes on it. So to counter that, uh, Governor Newsom is considering additional taxes on the processors and refiners to to beat down uh, gas prices, saying you're making too much money, so we're going to tax you
1: more where are those taxes going to end up? Yeah, he could. End, in the consumer's could, gas tank. Yeah, he could lead a country in Europe with that philosophy. Uh, it's just, it's uh, unbelievable. Well, you think he's not going to run for president? He's, you know, and plus they're giving out in a tax rebate uh, checks to every Californian yeah. of over $1,000, Jeff. So yeah. he's laying the groundwork.
0: Absolutely. Okay. A uh, couple of other things from last week before we move forward. Biden warns of a nuclear Armageddon. Uh,
1: the leader of France came after uh, you know our our president and said, uh, "You know, pull it in. Uh, you 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 shouldn't be doing that." And uh, the White House uh, pulled it back into the degree that said there's been no change in the U.S. Uh, security people thinking uh, about Russia. Well, then why did he say it? I know it was to a private funders, but he should know it. Anything you say in this country gets out. And, yeah. yep. you know, a, a president, yeah, I hate, I, I respect the presidency. So, I, you know, this is right. uneasy times for me the last few years, but uh, you, you're supposed to instill confidence in your in your nation, not high anxiety. And there's more than a few people are, up, uh, 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 you're worried about this, you know, statement, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, uh, you
0: know, and, and you're, you're right because, uh, uh, president Trump was known for making his, you know, the, the over the top comments as well. Yes. Uh, but he caught a lot of crap for it for doing it, now we've got another president that is making over-the-top comments.
1: Yeah, continued. We got a Continues. quick question here that I can answer. What's the okay. status of labor unions ratifying the rail agreement? Any concerns that will impact harvest logistics? First, e- even if it uh, were to go awry, they would continue talking. So I don't see anything that would impact harvest logistics it, from from these talks. There's other things that will impact.
0: They'll continue talking and they will continue running the rail service. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. The, 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 I wouldn't say a bigger concern, but an equal concern is the level of the Mississippi river and, and what's happening to the barge operators. I mean, Ingram barge company had to declare force majeure just because they can't get things done. Now it's my understanding that over the weekend, some of the pinch points have been widened and reopened and, the the backlog is starting to flow again but it's th- this is it, it, we we are we are going to prove the value of that river to the grain markets and to agriculture and to the economy this fall is what it looks like to me
1: Yes. And Kirby, if you don't get ProFarmer, you should. But if you don't, email me and I'll send you what we put out on the profarmer.com site on the update of those labor union talks. Uh, just my last name at gmail.com and I'll send it to you. Okay.
0: My last name. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> some would call it Weaselmeyer. Some would <laughs> I- call it. That's Call what
1: calls me. <laughs> it's easy, Chip. W I E S E M E Y E R. Every letter is an E except at the beginning. Except
0: for the How second easy. one.
1: How easy. That's
0: that's right. That's right. Uh one last one from last week. The jobs growth came in. Uh, it it slowed on a month to month basis because you know, July was five hundred thousand plus something. Uh the uh, August was 300,000 plus. Now we're 250, 260. So the rate of gain is slowing, but it's still strong enough. The jobs market is still strong enough that they the odds of a 75 basis point increase at the early November Fed meeting is actually went up.
1: About 85%, around 85%, yes, and then maybe a 50, you know, basis points for the next one in December, but uh, bottom line, Chip, the Fed uh, watchers tell me they're going to, we'll have to see those job growth plunge to about 50,000. Yeah. Uh, before the fed gets comfortable they they're they're, go- they're after the labor market uh, yep. that's where after boosting it for well over a year uh they want to they, they want to see the numbers go significantly down and stay there
0: yeah they want to hurt they want to hurt it first they do yep they absolutely do. and you know
1: by the time you do that that that's the fear that yeah. that they'll, they'll would have they would have gone too far right too fast well, yeah, so that's the conundrum, and that's why a soft landing is hard to get at. Yeah. Uh, the odds have gone up for a hard landing. It could get brutal for the first quarter next year. It really could, not only here, but around the world. We have IMF okay. and World Bank uh, you know, meetings this week, and right. tomorrow we're going to get an update from the IMF International Monetary Fund on the, on e- uh, the economic projections, U.S., China, the world, et cetera, and, and that's going to be ugly as well.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Over the weekend, let's move on to that. Uh, The bridge in uh, Crimea that connects to the Crimean Peninsula. uh, Has anybody claimed uh, responsibility for the, uh, you can't call it destruction, the damage to the bridge?
1: damn uh no but uh they the, it the, all signs do point to ukraine yeah. uh they're there's yeah you know, i don't know what the word for it is but their secret service and uh putin uh, is already declared it was them and and uh, now he's being pressured big time for mm. uh, uh, a big comeback retaliation and you saw some of that uh, uh overnight where he <clears throat> bombed uh, kiev the capital for the first time in many months
0: right um, it, it feels like we're into a period of escalation in the conflict again, as we get closer and closer
1: to cold weather. Yeah. And let's connect dots, Chip here. That means, uh, the, the odds have gone up that you will not see an extension or an expansion of the Ukraine export, uh, Grain uh deal. agreement yeah. and, uh, because of, uh, you know, Russia and, and Putin. And that's why you have what the grains are up substantially.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, in the overnight trade, wheat was 30 to 35 cents higher. Corn was seven to eight and a half cents higher. Soybeans even came along for the ride, traded about 25 cents higher in the overnight. So, yeah, see, that's why
1: we cover all this in our daily reports yeah. because there are market connections with policy.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, okay. They, obviously, something that we have to continue to watch very closely there. Also, over the weekend, the White House issued sweeping restrictions on selling semiconductors and chip-making equipment to China.
1: And it got China's attention, too. Uh, And as they go into uh, the 16th, begins their about-a-week party congress, and it's big because they have it every five years. And that's going to be critical, Chip, to see China's reactions, not only to the chip uh, issue from the u.s but also if xi uh, gives any clues on taiwan during his speech which usually lasts two to three hours by the way uh mm-hmm. on the 16th and we're also going to look at the lineup of the officials with him on the stage because there's uh, you know big changes going on at the top level of uh, you know china's government but any comments he makes on taiwan Will be uh, microscoped uh, as to far yeah. uh, if and when and how if and when and how he's going to deal with Taiwan.
0: Yeah, yeah. It we've we've covered two two of these meetings now with Xi, correct? Yes. And each of them coming out of it has been uh, high. Uh, there's been some high anxiety coming out of it. Just in 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 uh, uh, putting perspective on exactly what the actions mean for the world and the global economy going forward. And the anxiety is pretty high already going into this one, Jim. Uh,
1: Absolutely. And Pro Farmer has several China watchers and I can't wait for their assessment after his speech, because again, it's going to be an important element.
0: Okay. Before we get to some of the issues coming up this week, let's go ahead and get to Gary's question here. He says, um, Is what the Netherlands are doing by buying out the top polluters ultimately the end goal of ESG, that being environmental social governance?
1: Uh, There's both, uh, well, that could be an element, uh, but uh, you have pushback here big time with uh, more Republican-leaning groups against the uh, uh, ESG, and now you have some states uh you know uh yes signals to companies that that uh they will withdraw their funds of, of uh you know certain groups uh if uh if if they continue well they're
0: pulling money away from a bank. Which bank was it? Jim? I got it
1: in, I got it in today's I'm report. looking forward to it's down at the very end. Let's see.
0: Yeah no it's in imp- South this Carolina.
1: Is an imp- South Carolina pulls money from BlackRock over ES BlackRock. Yeah. And this is money. This is not, you know, tre- it, tre- the state's treasurer plans to withdraw $200 million from the firm by year end, joining Louisiana and Utah. So th- they're pulling their investments to punish the firm over its commitment to environmental investing policies, Jim. Yeah. And
0: and BlackRock is maybe not the most uh, uh, forward facing on this, but they they have endorsed they, they have embraced the ESG for for the future. Yes. And these states are basically saying you're going the wrong direction with this. Yeah.
1: And most of the ag meetings I go to this comes up as a as a threat. Oh, it should. Yes. It's always on the agenda. It
0: absolutely should come up every time. I mean this is uh yes <laughs> we t- we talk about why okay the number of of started but uncompleted oil wells is at like at the lowest level since 2014 it's a long time okay no, yeah but the reason the reason it is is because we're not starting any more wells yes and heard- part is- of the reason for that is there's still a lot of independent drillers out there that have got to go and get money and operating loans someplace, and they can't get it because of the ESG governance. Yes.
1: You know, and that's called a conundrum.
0: Oh. It's called called solar better work, wind
1: better work, because if it doesn't, at some point, we're going to get cold. And Venezuela better step up their production because the White House is talking to them.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, another big one for this week. We've got Prop 12 before the Supreme Court of the United States tomorrow. Jim, give us. Uh...
1: Well, we have a backgrounder I like guess uh, again on this on ProFarmer.com, but bottom line, it's it's going to be can California dictate the policies of all the other states, and uh, they're going to huff and puff uh, tomorrow. Uh, At at the Supreme Court, we probably won't have the final ruling until sometime next June. But this is big, Chip, for the pork industry, because if California was successful, this would be used as a template to come after uh, other issues within the uh, ag sector. Uh, The animal rights people. Uh, are, are are presenting their case uh, on this one from that perspective. It's better for the animal, but that's being challenged by people who actually raise hogs on, on that. Okay,
0: exactly. And this is, I mean, this is the headline item of the week for us. It, it, because of what it means... It's going to set the precedent on how this is going to go forward. Um, We talked last week about the importance of WOTUS and and how important the case was last week. And doesn't this just, you know, fill time before we get to the next uh, conflict or, or court case? regarding WOTUS, aren't we in 10 years from now going to be talking about the final rule in defining the waters of the U.S.?
1: I think so. I think well, so because they're going to define better rather y- than keep it nebulous for the courts like yes. they did the last time on the waters of the U.S. They're going to try to narrow, narrow the definition of it. Exactly. And if, oh, that would be good for the ag sector.
0: Yes. So in other words, in 10 years, I don't think we're going to be talking about what the rules of the waters of the US are because it's going to be settled by this definition.
1: I hope so and I, I think
0: so. I you know that uh, the the issue on how states can influence production of you know with animal agriculture in other states I think is going to be settled by this decision isn't it Jim? Yes.
1: And let it's me It's that important. Yes. For the listeners and viewers, when you read stories about tomorrow's meeting, like last week's on WOTUS, uh, some people can uh, give too much weight on the types of questions the Supreme Court justices ask. Yep. That doesn't mean a signal uh, inherently to how they're going to vote. Some, some justices like to penetrate uh one's argument uh to for for further understanding so uh, it's a little dangerous to predict you know it's like predicting uh the u.s corn and soybean crop based on the weekly crop developments you know it's it's a it's a a method but still you can't peg that crop you know based on, on 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 those ratings similar to the supreme court so don't misread too much into the questions yeah but
0: let's certainly pay attention to the questions that are asked.
1: Yes. Well, on WOTUS, as we said, I think last week, I think it all depends on John Roberts because yeah. he's the more of the swing. But even if he were to vote uh, more for the more expanded WOTUS definition, he has to bring on at least one other conservative justice member and that uh, that uh, is unlikely so that's why most of the AG sector lawyers I've talked with on this see a narrower definition that's the bottom line watch John Roberts the okay. head of the court
0: okay um, just very quickly on this the Department of Labor is expected to unveil the final h2a worker rule updates that's going to come on october 12th jim uh something that that we're going to have to watch uh, fairly closely there as well yes yep okay uh wednesday also on october twelfth, we get the crop production and world ag
1: supply and demand estimates yes and uh big world numbers too uh, on that yep. one, and and as Brian on Pro Farmer said, we could get some big balance sheet changes here, relative oh, to should. recent reports, we should. And so, uh, you know, you can quibble with what, what USDA says about crop numbers, but they're still the one that the trade bounces off of oh, yeah. once they are released. But we're also yep. going to have to see those South American numbers, too, on crops, Jim.
0: Absolutely. Uh, on October 13th, the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th, 2021 Capitol Hill riots is going to hold its next public hearing. I think the most important thing that I saw in your update on that, Jim, is that a summary report has been rumored to be released ahead of the November 8th elections.
1: Yes, Uh, the final report after November 8th elections, but you think they're going to not release preliminary summary? They will. Yeah,
0: and the timing on that is going to be very interesting. Yes, uh, September uh, producer price index comes on
1: producer mm, Wednesday on CBI Wednesday Thursday. Okay. Yes, big, Two very big important pieces of information for the Fed big reports because they're data driven now and uh they're they're they should have been focused a year ago on inflation now they're absolutely focused on it and right. it just one month won't change them but they they've got to see the core uh you know rates coming down consistently right, right.
0: Um, earlier i mentioned that there is a, another Federal Open Market Committee meeting early next month. It's actually November, November first and second. It's just a day, a week, excuse me, a week before election day. So, uh, still looking for that zero point seven
1: five percent increase on that. Uh, yeah, why it's important, Chip? If, if well, when not if? When they go first lower than seventy five. Because that'll yeah. show again lower, so it's the beginning of the pivot. Yep. You know, uh, we're so, not there yet. Oh no, I don't think you'll as far be as there Until know. the first quarter of next year, if then, right? If then,
0: right? Okay. Uh, you mentioned this earlier. I'm just another reminder: IMF and World Bank annual meeting begins in Washington today. Uh, Fed, we get the Fed minutes from the last meeting on Wednesday. Yes, uh, and, and
1: always important because it shows kind of the attitude of the Fed members on right. that
0: one. Right, exactly. And it seems like there was one last one that I wanted to mention. Uh, oh yeah, and and we did talk about this earlier that the grain deal between between Russia and Turkey. And Turkey and Ukraine expires in November, but it looks like UN officials are going to try to keep that deal going. Heading to Russia later this this month to work on a deal to extend that deal.
1: Yes, and Putin right. has been uh, even before this bombing of the bridge has been saying it should go to truly needy countries, not to uh, you know company, uh, you know, not to countries that can pay uh, outright for it, like in Europe, right. I guess he, he meant. Right. And uh, back on the IMF and World Bank, uh, the Financial Times this morning reported that the U.S. and Germany are publicly pushing the World Bank to do more to address climate change. So there's your policy murfing into uh, you know yeah. financial institutions, Chip.
0: Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'll give you 30 seconds. Anything else that uh, you feel like we missed?
1: No, other than working on my next PowerPoint, I'm trying to be upbeat, but it's awfully hard to. So I, I'll. <laughs> we have to go through some. Go buy yourself
0: another apple, something <laughs> or another.
1: I'll tell you, there's not much more I can buy. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say this. After we go through this, it's going to be really rough over the next uh, quarter or two. and yep. but you have to get the low to start going up and at least i see it sometime next year but a lot lot of concerns out there chip from more from a geopolitical perspective we're in very uh, good we're in changing
0: times we're going to talk more about prop 12 uh and the supreme court uh hearing that is arguments that are going to take place tomorrow on this morning's agri talk Uh, we're also going to have a report from Machine Repeat, and we'll talk about the importance of getting out there and scouting for scn of course this afternoon we've got john payne from hedgepoint global that's this afternoon at 206 on agritalk uh thank you so much for spending some time with us here this morning have a great week keep watching for those signals